Hey friends, I'm Laura Malone and I'm obsessed with all things coaching, self-coaching, life coaching, specific niche coaching, all of it. For 20 years, I've been a traveling, homeschooling, full-time ministering, multi-passionate mom who finally decided to take the dream of starting my own business off of that top shelf. I realized that what I'd been doing all my life was called coaching. Then I found out it could be both ministry to those around me and a business blessing. Now I'm sharing everything I've learned over the years as coach, entrepreneur, and imperfect human who's still in process. I'm inviting you to my table laid out with a feast of spirit-led strategies, tangible tools, growth God's way, and clarity about your callings in life. So get ready to become the hero in your own story and an amazing guide to others. And now, enjoy the show. Thanks for listening to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I'm happy to be back with you today. And I want to share with you how a life coaching foundation supports every coaching niche. Like I've said before, I see life coaching as the umbrella to this personal development profession overall. All niches fit really well underneath it, and they all deserve attention. So every niche, let's just a rundown of some off the top of my head, you know, business, entrepreneurship, solopreneurship, mompreneurship, um, accountability, leadership, financial, executive, corporate coaching, career, college, relationship, dating, divorce, marriage, (laughs) you know, nutrition, fitness, holistic health, grief or stress, transformation, mindset, calling and purpose, illness, um, parenting, homeschooling, teenagering. I know those really well. Um, Empty nesting, food trucking, opening a quilt shop, traveling, missionary. (laughs) All of these are actually coaching niches that people zero in on very specifically. If you're not familiar with what the niche is, and some people say the word niche, or they say the riches are in the niches. Um, I have always said and heard the word niche, so that's how I pronounce it. Your way is not the wrong way. My way is not the right way. It's tomato, and um, I, I just, I don't know, tom- tomato, but I still f- I feel like that isn't right, but <laughs> maybe that's your way. So again, not wrong, <laughs> but... A niche is basically a specific area, a targeted area that you focus on inside of coaching. Coaching being that this professional, um, this profession of personal development. Okay. So these niches, they all fit under the category of things happening in life. And in the best case scenario for the world, Each person would have a coach in every area of their life, at least in one season, if not more. So to keep this super simple, I'm going to give you a quick overview of what a life coaching foundation covers. I believe that life coaching in any niche creates space for a a client to intentionally focus on themselves in one area or another, okay? Focusing on their purpose in any area or season of life and focusing on how to achieve transformation in that space, okay? Coaching creates a place to focus on their personal approach to life, including 
strengths and weaknesses, perceptions, beliefs. Um, it gives them a place to focus on envisioning a future and creating a map of how to, how to reach it and the ability to develop more of a, a growth mindset and finding solutions and pathways forward in any area of life. Now, some people are just what we call a general life coach, and they are able to be there for anybody who, as a client, wants growth in any area given you know, any situation or circumstance, depending on the timing of the session, okay? I am, I do general life coaching as well as targeted coaching in areas like starting a business, um, Enneagram and personality and original design. I, I do different things. Over the years, I've targeted areas and I've also worked with many people in just a general coaching dynamic so that, you know, over a few weeks or months, I'm available to them, to my client as a general life coach to help them deal with whatever they find themselves in. That is a lot of mindset and thought life work. Um, I personally pray for my clients if that's what they're comfortable with. I pray for them outside of session as well as inside of the session if they're good with that. So that general life coaching is based on somebody's gift to be able to take tools and strategies and apply it to anything, okay? Just apply it personally to someone's specific area of need. A targeted, more coaching niche area is a coach who knows something and has tools and strategies about a specific area. That So that said, like the grief, trauma, or stress or illness coach, okay? There's cancer coaches out there, people who can actually walk with someone through all of the stages, all of the needs, all of the areas of what it looks like to be going through cancer or taking care of someone with cancer. And there are actually coaches that are guides for people in this really hard season of life. They help navigate what's to come and and bring awareness of the roadmap of treatment. They help encourage and bring hope for the future. I mean, that's a really amazing area to be able to um, bring transformation into someone's life to help walk with them. A lot of people don't even have somebody to walk with them through cancer and the treatments. So to be able to have a coach that can that's willing to walk with you and hold your hand through all of it and remind you what to focus on. Pretty incredible. Somebody to talk to, um, to share what you're going through. That's, I don't, I don't know, like it, that is something that if you are interested in that, I think there aren't enough people doing things like that, you know? And doing any coaching in any niche is really undergirded and supported when you have a general life coaching foundation to support it so that you know, you know, what does coaching actually look like? What's the flow of it? Um, what are the different possibilities? What are the different options of ways that you can offer coaching? What are the core ethics and competencies of coaching? 
before you dive deeper into targeted areas. I believe that all coaching should be done through a coach's ability to support their client. So here's my crazy acrostic for what coaching support looks like. I call it Clorsage. You've heard of Corsage, right? So I have two kids that just went to prom in the past week. And, you know, some people do still do a corsage where you get a little thing of flowers to wear on your wrist or pin to your dress. Well, think of that and then add the letter L so that it's Clorsage. <laughs> and I'm going to put this in the show notes so that you can see it for yourself. And it basically stands for this connect listen, observe, reframe, solve, ask, guide, encourage. C-L-O-R-S-A-G-E. I believe that connecting, listening, and observing are always at the beginning of every session. Yes, it's throughout, but I start every session with connecting, listening, and observing. Then reframing, solving, asking, and guiding, those happen at different intervals throughout the session. And encouragement is always underlying the the session throughout all of it, okay? So these are all methods of supporting your client. Now, if you go take a training to become a specific type of coach, you may not discover the foundations of all of that. If if the focus is health or business, you're going to dive into the things that you can teach your client in business and in health. You're going to dive into the niche, right? You're going to get all of the ways that you can help somebody start a business or help climb the ladder or help to revamp their their eating habits. They're gonna get, you know, challenges and plans and a seven-day guide. There's a lot of different areas that you dive into within a niche that can miss the foundations of what I call clorsage that helps you in every area, no matter what you're doing. So general coaching foundations serve you in two ways, because again, you need to know what does coaching look like? A lot of people start coaching without ever having been coached and being in a coaching session. This doesn't equip you. So if it's if the best way to learn is to see one, do one, teach one, then you need to actually be in a coaching atmosphere and go through it and be on the receiving side of it, then be on the giving side of it, and then turn around and show somebody how you did it because that is actually teaching is the highest form of learning, okay? Worksheets is the lowest. So that comes from a you know homeschooler of, way too many years. So you have to learn how to dig for the core narrative and the God-given personality of your client and know their SWOT, which stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Each one of these things, they help identify personal aspects that your client needs to be aware of in pursuing their success or future results in any niche. And you know, it, it doesn't, if you don't know how to pull these things out inside of the sessions with your client, you're going to wonder why your client continues to bang their head against the same walls over and over again, causing you to lose confidence and clarity and ultimately lose the results that you're doing all of this to attain. And 
In addition, if you have an understanding at a foundational level that nobody is really just like you, and you not only have a tolerance for them to be different from you, but have compassion for them to be different from you, (laughs) it makes you an incredible coach. I encourage you to try this sometime. So just really focus on your daily beliefs and thoughts when you're with people who are obviously different than you. Do some self-observation. Step outside and, and observe what you're thinking and feeling when you bump into those differences. Observe how it makes you feel. Um, are you, do you feel offended, hurt, self-conscious, competitive, less than, prideful? You know, bumping into differences is one of the greatest challenges to connection and growth. If you bump into something and your paradigm feels threatened by it, somehow, then you're going to move away instead of toward. This cuts off connection and impacts your relationships inside and outside of coaching. It is so powerful to become someone who loves well, regardless of affirmation to yourself. So try observing and then challenging yourself to stay in it while offering compassion and care to others who believe, think, feel, and behave differently than you. Matthew 14, 14 says that Jesus landed and he had a huge crowd waiting for him, the multitudes, and seeing them, his heart was deeply moved with compassion towards them. So he healed all of the sick who were in the crowd. Jesus's compassion urged him to heal and those who were in front of him experienced his love. Isn't that what you ultimately want to bring to your coaching, your mentoring, your relationships in life? It, re- it requires seeing the ones in front of you without considering how you see yourself and comparing the two. Compassion for others brings healing and therefore growth and results that you want to see, but it doesn't have to take you into consideration. It takes them in consideration. It's, it's about the people in front of you. And that's, you know, such an honor of coaching. One of the greatest honors in coaching is that there are people right in front of you and they, they want your compassion. They want healing and wholeness. They want growth and a hope and a future. And you have the opportunity to bring that, to walk with them into it. It's amazing. It's so delightful and rewarding. So becoming aware of how other people operate makes you a great coach because no matter what you're coaching them in, you see that your perspective is not theirs. This helps you ask the right questions and help them ask the right questions to find out what's hindering or scaring them. And instead of projecting what you think and feel and believe onto them, Um, you get to see them for who they are. When you become more aware of yourself, you become more in tune with your clients' differences. Therefore, you can better meet them where they're at instead of making them in your own image. This is where the Enneagram has been super helpful to me. So using it to understand my paradigm and the way I believe, think, feel, and behave, you know, the kinds of glasses that I wear and see the world through And the narrative that I live from has impacted me more than any counseling or inner healing as, like, honestly. And I love and value both of those. But without getting to the roots, like the Enneagram has helped me to do, to see why I do what I do, why I believe what I believe, 
um, the things that I've delved into during counseling and inner healing has, they've never fully resolved because I never saw what the roots were so I could deal with them. It's simply an amazing tool that I use, but I do believe that Jesus is the true transformation. So everything in coaching is a tool that God uses because he's great at using what's in front of us with our limited capacity and meeting with us where we're at. And I choose to use the Enneagram's wisdom to help me understand my clients and my coaches better because knowing the narrative belief system and God's original design for them helps me in every area of my coaching. We get greater results faster because we know the roots that can trip us up as well as the roots that need to be watered. So back to niches, if you're a business or health coach, for example, the kind of hindrances you're going to bump into with your client are rooted in their mindset, belief system, paradigm, and values. So having foundational training and coaching gives you the insight to the complex behaviors of personalities and human needs and desires. Add that to the struggle between the spirit and the flesh from a Christian perspective, and this will help you really understand and have a greater compassion for the person who's in front of you, no matter what types of goals they want to achieve or results they want to see. These foundations of our original design and personalities and God-given um, giftings and callings, along with the unique challenges each person faces across the board in life, or what undergirds their fears and worries, struggles, obstacles, reactions, hopes, values, expectations, and disappointments in every area. Um, these foundations are absolutely necessary to be aware of and to identify so that we can see the greatest results for our clients. When you have a better understanding of the person in front of you and then strategic tools to help them at foundational levels, you can influence their life in every area while targeting impact in one area or two. I think that's pretty awesome. Don't you like to have the ability to influence a person's entire life while making a targeted impact on their business or health or relationships. I mean, that just seems like the greatest, most sustainable, successful results that you can get as a coach. If let's just also one, another example, you know, if you're a health and wellness coach, you really have to understand how the brain works and how addictions work and so many things at a deeper level that have led your client to not being healthy in the first place. You have to be able to find root systems. A great coach is able to dig for the roots and cut off what should not be there, what's, pull out the weeds that are hindering the growth and prune back things so they can flourish, okay? That's a, a great coach in the long run. It takes some time to develop that the ability to do that, um, it requires experience, but it, it's possible. It's possible for you to become that person, to be that coach. And if you can see things inside of a niche as affecting someone holistically at every level in their life, you know, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, psychologically, like when you can see that, then you can dig into things and really see great results. Understanding the personalities and the types of things a client values and how they respond to expectations, all of these things really undergird your ability to help them stop eating certain things 
if you're a health coach. It, it helps you to help them choose, make choices intentionally to eat healthy things. It helps you see when they're going to begin self-sabotaging and helps know when you, helps you to know when you need to reframe or guide them into seeing themselves differently. As their coach, you develop tools that help them individually DSD, meaning do something different. If you are, let's just say, a coach to stay-at-home moms who want to get organized, it's not one-size-fits-all. Some people don't think organizationally. Some people place a higher value on constant connection and quality time with their children, while others want to spend hours making sure that their pantry is completely labeled and wiped down. So understanding the difference between, say, two stay-at-home moms who have a different value system, neither one being right or wrong, they're just different. They're theirs personally. Being able to gauge that and see that the difference between one stay-at-home mom's giftings, personality, and value set is imperative for getting her results versus what the other stay-at-home mom is looking for and how she's going to go about getting it. The knowledge that you can create tools and strategies that work for one person and that may not benefit a different person in the same season or going the same direction, that can really help you target your clients and see results and get them to come back to you and spread the word. So ultimately, it benefits your practice and your business by your ability to navigate yourself well in changing, you know, how, how do you take a tool and help it work for one person and be aware and humble enough to say, it's not working for someone else. How can I ask the right questions to find out why it's not helping her when it helped her? What does this person need? All of those things are foundationally, um, they're at the core of, t- of coaching. They're at the core of becoming someone who is flexible and adaptable, growth-minded and open-minded. And when you can do that as a coach and be aware of the differences between people and the brain science and how God's original design determines things for each person, then again, you create a coaching practice that benefits all who are in front of you. And that doesn't mean that your niche needs to be wide and open. You can narrow down and still, no matter what, if you say, I want to coach stay-at-home moms who want to find organization in all of their closets and pantries, and specifically these stay-at-home moms likely homeschool, and they, you know, have an average income of fifty dollars to $75,000 a year, and they have four or more children, okay? Very, very targeted niche, um, very specific. And you want to say, like, I'm going to help you do this on a, on a super limited budget. Like, we're shopping at the Dollar Tree to make this happen, lady. Um, your ability to narrow down who you're talking to is still going to leave you with very diverse um, people to work with. Because one mom might be a, an introvert and one might be an extrovert and one might have a value system 
based on, I want to, I want my toddlers to help me do all of this. And the other one might say like, this is overwhelming to me with my kids running around. I can't do this at the same time. And one might say, well, I want to make this a homeschool project. And the other one might say like, I can't afford to get a babysitter so that all my kids can leave my house because they don't go to school. And I can only do this when they're not around. You're, you have to know, be able to um, ask the right questions to find out who is in front of you. Because who is in front of you when you're a coach of any kind, in any niche, general or specific, who is in front of you is your first question. And that's where we go back to Clorsage, where you're connecting first. You're listening and observing before you begin to reframe, solve, ask, or guide, okay? You need to know who that person is and have compassion for them. And that is foundational to life coaching. So general coaching foundations serve you by giving you guidance into what coaching really can look like, how to, how to find the best results, and then understanding who is in front of you and being able to navigate your tools and strategies in any niche and targeted area to get the best results for the one in front of you. So I hope all of this has helped you understand some of the foundations of coaching and how those foundations can really support you in targeting your audience and bringing great results at deeper levels so that while you target a specific area, you can impact and influence every area of their life. Because when you do that holistically, you find that you have that client has more sustainable ways to get results in one area and it affects every area. Okay. Until next time, my friend, have a great week. Are you ready to become a hero in your own story by investing in yourself through life coaching? Are you looking to become an amazing guide to others by becoming a coach or up-leveling your current practice? Then check out sterlingandstonementoring.com to see how we can work together. And don't forget, it's really easy to say thanks if any of this free content has been a blessing to you just by leaving a quick written review over on Apple Podcasts. And thank you in advance.